Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm the youth minister at St. Anthony's Parish in San Jose, California. What's up, dude? Dude, season two, episode two. Episode two. No, thank- two, two. Tutu, <laughs> thank you all for listening um, to our first one. Sorry, it was a little late. Sorry, so, we, we apologize, guys. But you know, sometimes God works, and we need to answer that call. God works always. God works always. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. God doesn't work sometimes. He works always. Um, but when we, I mean, it'll go in through our highlights. But it was a pretty busy few weeks. It was so. a good few weeks. It was a really. Do you want it? Do you want to start? Week. It's a good week. It was only one week. It was only one week. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like many weeks. It did. It really did. But. Do you have a do you do you have a highlight to share with all of us today? Um yeah, well, I think you might want to share your highlight first cuz my highlight comes after yours. That's true. Are Which, you talking about Oh, okay. I think you know what I mean. Okay. Um <laughs> so this past week we had our second ever Quorum Deo. Ooh, what's that? So it's that uh, new young adult initiative that the Diocese of San Jose is holding. Is that thing on Instagram? It is. <laughs> that Coram Deo presence movement. Ooh, God like with that. us. God with us. Exactly. Amen, amen. Um, cotton candy skies. Uh, so we were at Coram Deo, which was held at Santa Clara University this time. Go Broncos! Oh, yeah, that's right. You're an alumni. <laughs> Dude, I Go felt Broncos. home. I felt like I was home. Go every school. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so we, we, we had it at Santa Clara and... It was an amazing oh my time. Gosh. I think just from the environment to the speaker to the adoration, everything was just well so well put together. Dude, the especially it was so the environment. Like there, we had like projectors and we projected like we put like three projectors together. Mm. So it looked like this whole people were like, dude, this is like a Catholic megachurch. Ooh, and I'm okay, like, really? Okay. And like and and so people were so touched by the event mm. that some people came up to me after and these people go to school in Los Angeles and they told me, let me know when the next one is because we want to drive up for it. Wow. I'm like, you want to drive up just for this event? They're like, yeah, like Dude. this is a great thing that's happening. So, that's so the spirit's powerful. really moving in the young adults of our diocese. And it was just, yeah, it was just one to one for the books. Dude, the atmosphere walking in there. I mean, I not to just like rave about it, but guys, I, the next one you gotta be there you walk in first of all there was a boba bar let's uh, talk about yeah let's, let's brag how can i forget about the boba bar boba bar you guys how who are we <laughs> a photo booth shout out bay area big shots yeah photo booth oh yeah ba- that, yeah bay area big shots hey so uh big brother ryan um and vanessa did a great job and we had yeah we had a boba bar we called it quorum cafe hey what's good what's good that's awesome it was special because i felt like everyone who walked into that room it was so intentional, like, you are welcome here, and here, here's why. Here's the environment in which you were in. Here's the atmosphere where you can walk in here and you can feel home. Mm. It was like everything, and what, even more so, what everything pointed to the presence of Christ. Yes. Everyone was point, everything about it was pointing it back to Jesus. Absolutely. And, oh, dude, it's that was everything. The spirit was, was everything. Spirit was moving in that room. Amen. So what about, what's your highlight after so my highlight has a little to do with Corumdale. So afterwards... As you guys may know or not, um, I live a few blocks off the campus of Santa Clara, and I invited some of the young adults who were present at the event, some that helped out, um, to come through for a little, you know, after party, a little fellowship. A little fellowship. Um, It was so much fun, dude. It was such a good time. Just having humans that I love all gathered together, especially in my own place, at my own house, Mm -hmm. um, was was so... It brought me so much joy because... 
I mean, at one point it turned into a little karaoke party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to our producer Rob. Dude, those, those dude, songs he was our DJ. though. It was epic. It was epic. Just one after the another. We're like, yeah. oh, oh, oh! It just got better and better. So everyone dancing, everyone singing. Oh my gosh, that was really fun. And I think that's like that. Com- what I realized at night is how special this community is that we are building in this diocese mm. because. You can have these friends who you spend time in adoration together. You praise Jesus together and, mm-hmm. and they're there for you through the hard times and the struggles. And I will be honest, I had a really good tough time during adoration. I, I broke okay. down. And what I realized through that is how much I need Jesus and how much I need this community. Mm. And I hate to admit that. I hate admitting that I need others. Um, but what was placed on my heart through Coram Deo, through the after party and just that fellowship was how much I need Jesus and how much I need the, these people in my life. Yeah. We're not called to do it alone. We're not. We're not, dude. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm heartened by, by this diocese and I'm heartened by this community. Even you guys, our listeners. Definitely. So shall we pray? Yes, let's get it. Let's, let's get this podcast started. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us, Lord. We thank you for this new year, and we thank you for this new season of Modern Day Disciples. We ask you, Lord, to give us the strength to continue on this mission of hearing each other's stories and growing in community with each other. Um, We ask you, Lord, to bless our guest for today, our special guest, that through her witness and her testimony and her story, that she may glorify you and lead more people to you. We love you, Lord. Um, In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Drop that beat, though. And we're back with episode two. Season two, episode two. Two, two. Two, two. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm so hyped for this guest. I'm so excited too. Like, I think this guest is, I mean, we might say that with all of our guests, but I think it's been a long time coming. So how did you, how did you meet our guest? You know what? I, I heard about our guest before I had met our did guest. Did you really? I did. So... It was around DYR this this past year, uh, 2019, mm-hmm. and I there was this name floating around the diocese, and I was like, "Who is this girl? Like, who is she? Everyone knows about her." And like, I remember because I remember meeting her at DYR. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she ever remembers meeting me. It's just fine. like briefly, just really briefly. And I remember thinking like, "Yo, she's super cool. Like, I want to be her friend." But like, I remember thinking that like. She was like too cool to be my friend. Say, oh, did you feel the same, same way? <laughs> did you? I had the. I I was under the impression that this person was a lot older than I was, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, like she's too cool. I can't talk no, to her. I was like, where does she come? From? Like she, I feel like Came she out knows of nowhere. I, you know what? I felt like she knew everyone, and that she, like okay, this is gonna sound like a super lame analogy, and I really love that she can't talk right now, <laughs> but it always felt like she was like the popular girl in school, oh. and that like I couldn't be her. <laughs> and then when she did talk to you you're like me me <laughs> you're talking to me, talking to me? <laughs> with that said we should probably introduce them so for season two episode two we have, we have katie, katie sullivan. sullivan hi <laughs> you're supposed to say hi friends hi friends hi yeah that's, it's like signature for yeah, you it is signature <laughs> for me what is it your 
Catch line? Catch phrase. Hi, friends. friends. Catch it's, friends. It's, it's, it's in that voice. You, hi, hi friends. friends. Hi, fr- <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hi, friends. Exactly That's how I greet my students. Hi, she friends. even greets her sister like that. Her <laughs> sister. Hi, friend. <laughs> when Anna and Kevin were just uh, talking, it reminded me of a day when Anna lost her voice oh. and she couldn't speak all day. <laughs> Coram <Cora>, Dale. <laughs> oh, no. It's we're not very fun it. being on the other end of it. <laughs> oh, how was that? A little, little payback, a little revenge. Because <laughs> you could tell when we were talking, she's like shifting. She and like, wanted to say Ooh. stuff so bad. I did. I wanted to talk really badly. Um, so, Katie serves at St. Mary's Los Gatos. What's the full name? It's St. Mary of the Immaculate Conception. Mm. Nice. And you've been there for how many years now? I just did my first year officially as the youth minister. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's what's up. Thank you. Um, So how long have you been involved in youth ministry total? Um, So discluding my confirmation year, Mm. um, as an adult, I've been involved since I was a senior in high school. Okay. So six years five or nice. six years nice. mm-hmm. so what has been your involvement over these years like where where have you been involved what was the capacity mm-hmm. in which you were involved i was mostly involved with high school confirmation prep um i didn't start helping out with middle school until very recently until i actually officially became the youth minister okay. but i um volunteered alongside michael lomas oh okay so michael yes. lomas and that was really awesome to get to learn from him and, and this was all at saint mary's all at saint mary's yeah what? oh nice what's your official title at saint mary's I have I have a few. Yeah, okay, <laughs> dude, spit out your titles, flex on them. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes, guys. <laughs> um, I'm the youth minister for the parish, mm-hmm. and then for the school, I'm the campus minister, and I teach seventh and eighth grade religion. Yo, wow. we got a teacher in here, Miss <laughs> Sullivan. Miss Sullivan. <laughs> Shout out to seventh grade. Hey, <laughs> hi students. Hello, everyone. hi friends. Thanks for listening. When's when Jesus's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> got him <laughs> um so we want to get into your story we want to just dive in if that's okay with you um and let's i mean start from the the beginning if that's okay yeah of no. course um so i feel like most people i was born catholic my parents are both catholic they baptized me i went through um i actually went to saint mary's in los gatos for k through eight Whoa. How does it feel to be like full circle working there after going to school there K through eight? K through eight. That's wild. The classroom that you teach in, were you in that classroom? No. So they actually, um, we have a different building now for junior high, but the old building is still there. I just don't teach in my old classroom. Do you ever like go over there just to like reminisce? (laughs) Look how far I've come. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so it is. It's interesting being back on campus. Um, th- I think the hardest part for me was starting to call my old teachers by their first names. Oh, oh is that isn't that weird? It is. I am working alongside teachers that I had. Oh, like who? Well, there's actually a couple. So the PE coach mm-hmm. is the same, and his wife is the fifth grade teacher. So both of them I had as well. And now the second grade teacher taught me not only in preschool, but also in fifth grade. And now you're working side by side. Now we're working side by side. And now you call them by their first name. And now I call them by their first names. How is that? It, it feels weird, but I've gotten used to it. I think as time has gone on, um, but definitely at first. And that's what a lot of students actually ask me. Mm. They're like, is it weird calling Mrs. Marshall by Gia? Yeah. And I'm like, yes. It is. It is weird. It's extremely weird. Yes. How does it feel having your students call you Miss Sullivan? Do they call you Miss Sullivan? Yes, they call me Miss Sullivan. Um, It's an interesting relationship with my name because I also do youth ministry, and in youth ministry, I prefer to go by Katie. Mm. Um, 
so when they first started me at the beginning of the school year calling me Miss Sullivan, it felt really weird. Um, and sometimes they'll call me Mrs. Sullivan just because that, <laughs> that's because how that's kids how, work. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's I feel like it's interchangeable. Mm. And I feel like my mom a little bit. <laughs> You're like Mrs. Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's that? Um, and it's funny because in the eighth grade class, there's three Katie's. So sometimes oh. I'll kind of just be doing my thing and someone will say Katie, like a, like a, and a, you like a look student up. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hello. But they're not talking to me, obviously. But it <laughs> has been, it, it's been definitely weird being called Miss Sullivan. So are there some students that overlap in youth ministry and that you teach? Yes. And so that? do they switch off, like calling you Katie in youth ministry settings and then Miss Sullivan in class settings? Yeah. So sometimes it does work like that or just Miss Sullivan. A lot of them, it's interesting. They're still old enough or I'm young enough where they were at the school when I was there and mm. some of them I babysat. Whoa. That's crazy. So you're literally watching these kids. It's grow it's up. been weird. Yeah. Wow. I've watched them grow up. That's it's so crazy. Special, yeah. So just that whole shift of Miss Sullivan, Katie, when to call me which name. Is Katie oh. your full name? No, my full name's Kathleen Ann Sullivan. Kathleen, Kathleen Ann, Ann Sullivan. That's Aww. so I love that name. I'm gonna That's do a, a quick name. a quick plug to my grandma. That's my grandma's name. Full, um, fully. Kathleen Ann Sullivan. Yeah. Well Kathleen Ann O'Brien, but then oh, Sullivan. Um, That's so sweet. So Aww. My dad will like to hear that. But yeah, so I have the same name as my grandma. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you started going for Katie for short. And then yeah, my parents called me Katie when I was when I was born. Wow. That's awesome. So yeah. the any so how I know we talked about you working alongside equal with your teachers. Yes. Are, is there anybody that you work with now that was a really big, that had a big impact on you growing up that you were like in your faith life? Like, is there someone that maybe inspired you to be a teacher yourself or, you know, how did, how did the way they teach you affect how you are as a teacher today? Well, actually my boss at the parish, Terry Trotter, mm-hmm. um, she's been at St. Mary's for 30 plus years so she was she put me through first communion and confirmation so another way that it's full full circle um but i really look up to terry and just her dedication to the church and to saint mary's it's crazy Mm -hmm. like when i started at saint mary's i saw terry and i was like i want to be here forever like that i want to know these families like she's had kids go through confirmation with her and now she's baptizing their children oh yeah like it's crazy yeah that's so cool yeah so she was a big part of wanting to be a youth minister as well as michael lomas um was a huge inspiration there and then being a teacher that really came from one of my high school teachers at presentation um mr eric buell Go Panther. It's a great day to be a Panther. <laughs> it's always a great day to be a Panther. <laughs> Go every school. Go every school. <laughs> Are we still saying that this season? Yeah. Stay tuned to find out. We could. We could. <laughs> yeah. So back into, I mean, we're all over the place, but back into right. your faith journey, you're saying you were raised Catholic, born and raised yes. Catholic. Born and raised um, Catholic. When did you come to know Jesus and have like build a relationship with him? Okay, so I feel like I've always known Jesus, but not on a personal level. Okay. I think I was taught to believe in Jesus and what the Catholic Church teaches, and that was instilled not only by my parents, but then Catholic school and then Catholic high school. Um, And I was just going through the motions, I would Mm -hmm. say, for a very long time. Um, But I always knew, I always knew, I don't know what I'm trying to say. That there um, was maybe more to it than just going through the motions? 
Yes. I For a long time, I thought just going through the motions was what everyone was hype about. Yeah. And like I was the like, formality of our faith y- in, mm-hmm. in comparison to the person, like the, the personal, personal relationship. Of our, and our until Lord. pretty much the last year or so is when I've really come to know Jesus on a personal level. Mm. Um, since pretty much taking on this role full time. Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so recent. That's amazing. It is very recent. Wow. Yeah. Praise God. Yes. So I want to unpack how you got there. The mm-hmm. journey between going through the motions for so many years too, to still be involved mm-hmm. in ministry. Um, I think some of our guests have talked about that, how yeah. you, and I think this is kind of like something that not many people talk about, but you can be completely involved in ministry, working in ministry, volunteering in ministry, and sadly still not have that relationship with Christ. Almost definitely. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, our church kind of makes it easy to go through the motions. And don't get me wrong, going through the motions is is a good first step if you're Mm -hmm. i mean if you're not Mm -hmm. there yet going through the motions is a step in eventually getting there Mm -hmm. but taking that dive into truly getting to know christ and and knowing who he is and in in a prayer life and just that personal relationship with him that takes time it does like going from Mm -hmm. from this is a job to this is like my ministry this is because ministry is not just a job you know it's your life you know that's what we're, we're called to do and so instead of having to be like oh Cause there was a time where I'm like, I have to be here in opposed to, I want to be here. Oh, amen. You know what I mean? Like at, at church. And so, mm-hmm. um, but how was that? How yeah. Was that how was that transition for you? Yeah. So I guess I'll start where I feel like it kind of began. The transition kind of began was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot centered around DYR, um, the Diocesan Youth Retreat. So I went once in high school. Got- what, what year, what year in high school? I was going from a freshman to a sophomore. It was 2011. That's right. And I went as a teen. That's when I met Ro David. And I went once, thought it was great, but then didn't really do anything about it. That's also when I met Michael Lomas. Mm. So I kind of didn't go to church very much after that. I wasn't involved in ministry. I had been confirmed already. I wasn't feeling a pull to go to youth group or anything like that until Christmas Eve Mass of my junior year of high school, I was Eucharistic ministering and I had not planned to. And Michael Lomas was a part of the choir and I didn't even look twice at him. I had no clue that he was there. But after mass, he came up to me and he goes, would you like to help us? Like, remember me from DYR, I was your small group leader, this and that. Would you like to come and help with high school confirmation prep? And normally I would say no. Just off the bat, it's out of my comfort zone. It's I would just say no. To say no. It's easier to say no. But something happened, and without thinking, I said yes. What drove you to say yes? Probably the Holy Spirit. Mm. I li- literally, it was so out of character, and no thought went into it. I literally was just like, it was like a reaction. I was just it was like, like a yes. Call. That was definitely the Spirit. Working. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then, of course, I went home and realized that I had committed to this. And, <laughs> and you're like, what? what and happened? was terrified. So, um, but my dad is really big on commitments. He's like, Katie, you made a commitment. You need to stick through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you said yes. You got to do it. So I started helping out on a weekly basis here and there, not super consistently at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older, it definitely got more consistent. I would say I was still going through the motions when I got to college. Um, I hadn't really given myself that time to minister to myself uh, yet. Yeah. Oh, what college did you go to? 
I went to West Valley for two years and then I finished with Arizona State University. Nice. Go Sun Devils? Go Sun Devils. Oh, go every yes. school. <laughs> <laughs> What's West Valley's mascot? Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Vikings. Go Vikings. <laughs> yep. Wow. I can't, I, sorry. I, I, what were we talking about before she talked about? Oh, college. college. You're saying. So how were you involved in ministry in college? Were you involved in ministry? Or what did that look like? Yeah, so I was still involved with um, Michael, again, just once a week, kind of sporadically, not really going to church. Like, I was one of those people that would just show up for youth group and not go to church before. Oh. Which I highly (laughs) discourage you from doing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. All your youth are like, you did it. (laughs) I don't have to go. They'll, like, replay that part for me every time I don't see them at church. (laughs) They just show up with the podcast, play that little part. (laughs) You didn't go. Um, yeah, so I wasn't, again, just going through the motions, wasn't fully giving myself to the church. Um, I didn't have a lot of relationships in my life at that point that supported the Catholic faith or supported my involvement in the church. So I did feel like I was hiding part of my life. So there was like community lacking to support you in in that. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Um, I didn't feel like there was much of a community, um, yeah, I didn't have a community of people who supported me going to church or me helping with the church. Um, so yeah, I, I I did let that determine some of my actions, which obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, but was not a good choice at the time mm-hmm. um, to let that take me away from my faith. But then as I got older and we um, started becoming a youth minister officially last year, last January, um, I decided that I did want to get more involved and meet more of my peers, I guess, like other youth ministers and more people my age, like Kevin and Anna. Um, so I took a leap of faith and decided to go to DYR this summer as a servant leader. And thanks be to God, I was accepted to be a servant leader. And I was able to go on the retreat. And it was it was a really big deal for me because... I wasn't supported fully in going on the retreat. Mm -hmm. So it was me kind of being like, okay, I'm the one supporting myself. Like I don't have anyone else backing me up here. But it's what you wanted to do. But it's what I wanted to do. And I felt a strong call. So I was like, okay, this, I need to put my foot down and go on this retreat. And what was so hard about it was that I only knew Ro and Deepu. Deepu was a guest on this show and then Ro David from Holy Spirit. So I genuinely went knowing nobody <laughs> wow. um that is i mean that's a leap of faith that itself. is a leap of faith that's so scary yes and i think that's might have been why i came off more mature because i was very reserved because because i didn't know anybody mm. um so yeah that whole week i uh, that's when everybody like had little encounters with me and i wish i remembered more of those encounters because the whole week kind of felt like a whirlwind mm. i don't remember necessarily encountering everyone um so yeah i went to dyr not no- really knowing anyone uh and I'm not naturally an outgoing person when I don't know people. So yeah. I wasn't necessarily going out of my way to make friends. I was just kind of trying to get through the week, if that makes sense. And the part that stands out to me the most, besides, of course, ministering to the teen, teens and having small group time, was adoration, mm-hmm. which I think was on. Adoration was on Tuesday evening. On Tuesday evening. So pretty, like, at the beginning of the week, like, it was pretty quick. Um, and there was... A, an activity that's not the right word yeah it was an activity okay. it was a prayer experience, prayer experience. activity yeah. yes so there was a prayer experience that actually kevin 
had a hand in, funny enough, um, where we had rocks in our hands. And on one side, we had to write um, the things that we struggled with. And then on the other side, we had to write someone who grounded us or who brought us back to our faith. Yeah. Correct me if I'm who's, wrong. Who's a rock, who's in, a rock, rock in your who's life? Who's the rock and in then, your life? Yeah. And then we were going to place it. Um, um, you, you, that, that, that the then you would bring it up to to the monstrance in the middle. Yes. So we set up the monstrance in the middle of the of the mm-hmm. hall of Dobbins and then everyone would just come up and place that as their offering and do a little prayer and then mm-hmm. go back to their seat. It was really beautiful. And this was the first time I had done Eucharistic adoration since DYR when I went as a high schooler. So this was a very new experience for me. Yeah. And having that moment with the rock in my hand was very powerful because I wrote all of my struggles on one side and then I flipped it over and I realized I had no one to write on the other side to serve as your rock to serve as my rock. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a bit of a wake up call, I would say. Um, and I had to reevaluate a lot of things in my life and who I was surrounding myself with and what I was spending my time on because it, it kind of affirmed for me this yearning I had for Christ that I was ignoring Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me was like an alarm going off, like Katie, like get it together, like come back to Christ. Like you don't need to live this double life. You can surround yourself with people who are going to bring you closer to heaven rather than bring you farther away from the church and from heaven at the end of the day. Yeah. May so I, may I ask, um, how did that feel in that moment to, to be writing everything that you're struggling with on one side and to flip it over. Like, well, if, if you don't mind, I mean, I know oh, that's vulnerable, but yeah. what was that moment like for you? So the moment of writing everything down, I it's easy for me to find the faults with myself. So that felt very comfortable mm-hmm. to be like, oh, well, like I know all this is like, I know I struggle with all of this. Like I know all this bad stuff. And then flipping it over and having no one to write was terrifying. I was like, whoa because I had been living life just kind of going with the flow in all senses of the word. Like I wasn't really living with a purpose. Yeah, I was just kind of going along with what was status quo. Um, so actually taking a moment to evaluate my life and the relationships I had in my life was terrifying because that's all I had ever known for the most part. And how did you build up that? What gave you that courage? To, because, I mean, it's easy to stick to the status quo. It's easy it's, to go through the motions. Exactly. But breaking For that, sure. it's, it's so, it takes so much courage. And strength. Right. And that, for sure, did not come from me. Um, mm. it, because if I had that moment during adoration and I was very emotional, I did get some, some support from people I barely knew. The Allen sisters. I did not know them, but they offered me so much support in that moment. Mm. And now... They're some of my best friends. So going to DYR and allowing myself to be vulnerable in that moment and opening my heart to new friendships instead of being so closed off and reserved allowed me to get a lot of support from, first of all, people I barely knew. Mm-hmm. and But people who had very similar values to me and were there to support me no matter what I did even if I didn't make any changes in my life, they were still going to love me through whatever I was going through. But they also helped me and pushed me to do what they saw my heart needed um, and to move on from some things in my life and to turn back to Christ and to offer it to Christ. So it started definitely with the friendships I made at DYR. Um, 
like Anna, Kevin, all of the friends of God. Um, fogs. The fogs, Fog. which was which was super nice to have the support of a lot of people behind me, again, who I barely knew. So it was like crazy to me this whole time that all these people cared about me that I had known for like a week, um, which just speaks to the testament of how the spirit moves in people and how close you can get to people when the Holy Spirit is present and you're being vulnerable and sharing your heart. Amen, sister. Jeez. Speak truth. So, um, so how, I mean, going more into that, that transition, like Kevin was talking about, about going through the motions of like, no, I got to make some changes in my life. Mm -hmm. It's never easy to do that. What did that summer, this past summer look like for you? Right. So getting home from DYR, um, I made some pretty big life changes, um, which allowed me to f- spend more time focusing on myself and focusing on my relationship with Christ and focusing on friendships that led me to heaven. Um, so that was a big part of the summer. And learning to be very independent and not so reliant on other people and kind of offering my struggles up to Christ and inviting Christ in instead of other humans, mm-hmm. allowing Christ to be that support for me. Um and just kind of becoming comfortable with that, yeah. that re- like relying so fully on Christ, which was, un- which was hard for me. Um, but through reconciliation, there was one reconciliation um, that I participated in. That doesn't sound right. I mean, that, that sounds okay. That's fine. A reconciliation there service was one. that you participated in. Okay. Yeah. So there was a reconciliation service I participated in on a retreat for adults mm-hmm. and I had felt so distant from Christ up until this point. Like I had friends supporting me and I was definitely in the right direction, but I hadn't got to the point where I was vulnerable with Christ being like, okay, here's everything. Like, I'm sorry for going through the motions and all of this stuff. Um, Was it until that retreat, which was maybe about a month or so after DYR. And I just kind of laid it all out there. And after that, I felt so much lighter and I felt a deeper connection to Christ, to the mass, to the Eucharist. Um, And it really allowed me to open my heart fully, I think. And that speaks to the power of reconciliation when you just kind of lay it all down um, to Christ. And then since then, I've just been continuing to grow stronger in my faith, which has been really beautiful, especially having friends like Anna and Kevin, like we are right now, talking about our faith. A year ago, I would have never dreamt like of that being in this position and right. sharing the story right wow um yeah that's amazing I, that you're able to just surrender yourself totally to christ and and i think i mean your life is in a testament to that that if you do surrender yourself that he'll he'll pick you up mm-hmm. he'll pick you up he'll never let you fall um and so mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to see how far you've gone from from your bc life mm-hmm. before christ life to now amen mm-hmm. and i just i just I feel so blessed to, and I think Kevin could probably echo this, but to have gotten to know you over this past Aww. year, amen. Especially, I mean, it's it's an honor to 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 be in community and to be on this journey with you during this time in your life. I had no idea that right before then you were going through the motions. I never would have guessed that because mm. the Katie that I met was so firm in her faith and was so strong in her faith and inspired me. Oh my goodness! And so. Oh, I'm like almost getting emotional because Aww. I think 
when you came into this community, I mean, we were making jokes about it earlier, but like your reputation preceded you in the sense, like all I heard before I even met you at DOR, like Katie is super rad. You have to meet Katie. Yeah. That is what people were saying. That's crazy to me. That's right. Perception like, is everything. <laughs> <laughs> like it, was, it really it, is. It was wild. It, and I was like, I, I need to meet, I need to meet this girl. Like everyone's talking so highly of her. Like I want to know her. And I think through our entire friendship over these, these past few months through this past yeah. year, like you what what i really really love about you is that you tell it like it is like you tell yeah. it like it is and you're like it's so simple to you sometimes like i know i mean I think, oh, everyone knows i overthink things i get in my head a lot and i think okay okay i, I, I feel the looks <laughs> in this room <laughs> kevin and katie are looking at me like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no. not anna in your head what no okay <laughs> But what I what I love about you is that you you tell it like it is and you're like it's simple to you and you're you're always pointing me back to Christ and I think that's so special and we need friendships like that we need Definitely. people who are gonna point us back to Christ and if someone's not pointing you to Christ like that's like you, you need to reevaluate and I think mm -hmm. it's kind of a testament to what you had to do with some of the relationships in your life mm -hmm. is reevaluating is this person leading me to heaven mm -hmm. and if they're not why are they in my life. Mm -hmm. Like that's a heavy question, but it's an important question. Yeah. And it's something I didn't think about until again, putting myself out there and going to DYR. If I had not gone to DYR, I strongly believe I would be in a very, very different place um, spiritually. And then just in my life in general. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I do like to encourage people to force themselves out of their comfort zone. Cause you never know what it's going to lead to. And in my case, it led to beautiful friendships Um and the perception of the whole thing is very interesting to me because I was in awe of everyone else at DYR. I'm like, wow, like everyone knows what they're doing. Like everyone is so just filled and is so good at what they're doing. Like who am I to be here was kind of my mindset um, for a lot of it. And same with MSDYR and being a youth minister in general. My mindset is kind of always like, why me? in the sense of how am I worthy to do this? Um, given that I was going through the motions for so long. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's weird to hear people say things like what Anna was saying because my perception is so different. Mm. Yeah. I'm like getting like, I don't cry, but I'm actually oh, crying. Kevin. You guys, I, this is no joke. Kevin's actually tearing up I'm right now. I'm actually really crying. Yeah. But it's okay. No, keep going. Keep talking. No, no, no. I, I want, oh, why are you crying? Hi. Literally, oh. Katie and I just look at him like really concerned right oh. now. No, yeah. You guys look, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. What's no, up? it's, um, I'm just in odd, in awe of, um, just the, the, like, how do I, I don't even, that's the thing I can't even put into words. Like the, when I see God work and the fruit of what he, of just how he can change someone's life within a year. Mm -hmm. um, and just hearing just how, where you were and how you, where you've been and off, mm -hmm. you know, just, I'm just in awe of, of the, the beauty of God and how, I don't know, just your whole journey, your whole, your whole, um, your faith journey is just very inspiring to me. Just seeing how far you've come from that to now. Yeah. Um, in a span of a year, God works mysteriously fast and just efficiently. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether we know it or not. So sorry. No, don't no, mean no, to no, like, sorry. I was just listening and I was just like, wow, that's like, 
no once once you started explaining like why you were tearing up i i got to this moment i was like it it brought me back to what she actually shared like listening to i mean you guys know that meme it's like what's that called growth like (laughs) growth (laughs) i wish you guys could see them when they said that (laughs) um but no seriously katie like when i look at your life because i think we're coming from a different perspective in the sense that i don't know the the that maybe that transformation maybe happened a little like when we were a little younger and Mm -hmm. it it isn't it isn't so new Mm-hmm. But I think there's something incredibly special about that, like that transformation of heart that mm-hmm. for you, since it is still so very recent, that, that mm-hmm. true transformation of going through the motions to like, no, th- I have a relationship with Christ and that changes my life. It changes everything in my life. Mm-hmm. The relationships I involve myself in, the people I involve myself in, mm-hmm. my ministry, how I live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it reminds me of, oh, oh, I'm dude, dude. There's this poem by Pedro Arupe. Yes. He, Yes. yes okay it's a um, great poem and it Pedro Rupe let me find it. It. um oh dude it it was so the this this poem or prayer shall i say um by Pedro Rupe it was first read to me in college um Pedro Rupe was a jesuit and it's called fall in love and not necessarily in the romantic way, but it's talking about how a relationship with Christ changes everything. Mm-hmm. And your life story, your faith journey reminds me of this. So I'm going to read it right now. Yeah. Nothing is more practical than finding God than falling in love in a quite absolute final way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination will affect everything. It will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning, what you do with your evenings, how you spend your weekends, what you read, whom you know, what breaks your heart, and and what amazes you with joy and gratitude. Fall in love, stay in love, and it will decide everything. Yep. Like that's, that's what I am witnessing in you sharing your story. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that insane transformation mm-hmm. of heart. Like the Katie sitting before us is not the same Katie a year ago that I met. No, no, not it's at not. All. No, that's that's completely true. Does it trip you out sometimes when you when you have you realized the the growth in your life, like fully? Mm, I don't think so. I I know that I've made changes for the better and. I feel happier with myself and with with my life and the direction it's going now than ever before. Um, I don't know if I'll ever fully see what other people see or recognize like the the big change that's happened. What does trip me out is how quickly it happened. Yeah. Where I'm like, like I've known you guys since June. Yeah. Six and months. it's January. Like it's been six months, people. Like <laughs> it's crazy that we didn't see each other. At- DYR when we were both participants it is that is also crazy what's it like finding love in ministry oh my gosh (laughs) that's a great question (laughs) it's very different than like than like other relationships (laughs) no it really I feel like wait wait no Rob wants to know I want to know the answer it's just different like I was sharing with Kevin last night I would go to mass alone and like Mm, now Rob wants to go to mass with me like it's just like a very different like uh aspect to a relationship is like going to mass or like talking about faith, like doing this. Like I would never dream of any of that before. It's, it's, 
and it's in a positive way because mm-hmm. it's like you're centering the relationship on christ right as long as like and that's what's different with finding someone in ministry because at least you have right. that together yeah. and you have that bond mm-hmm. like that commonality and it's just like right it adds so much more yeah it's definitely different in a positive way uh for sure so katie as of right now january 10th 3 22 p.m can you say that you are happy yes you're happy 100 percent. and in comparison to a year from now a year f- from yeah back before then. from a year january ago? 10 2019 yes night and day night and day absolutely and do you think a big part of that is is because you fell in love with christ or you encountered yes. christ yes definitely how would you compare a year ago katie to katie that's sitting before us right now if you were oh my goodness. Ooh, like if, if, you, if you if you put those two people side by side how are they different if you had to tell that katie something that you knew now oh my goodness what what would you tell her Oh man. Oh gosh. Yeah. A year ago was way different. I have this journal actually. That's a question a day and I've been doing it since 2011. Oh, I've, wow. I've yeah. nine years of a question a day. No, no, no. I've skipped a few years. Okay. It's a five year book, but I started it in 2011 and I'm only on year four, okay. but I did do it last year at this time. Like it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was much more unhappy. Um, much more anxious, a very anxious person probably definitely wouldn't have done this. Mm. Um, definitely wouldn't have gone to DYR if DYR was in last January. Um, very insecure because I was just relying on what I could bring to the table instead of how God could use me. Ooh. One more time for the people in the back. I wasn't relying on, or <laughs> I was relying on, what I could bring to the table instead of what God was using me for. Wow. And now that I, I have a relationship with Christ, I beg, I was telling Shailene this, I, I beg the Holy Spirit to work through me and like for God to use my hands to do his work because I don't want it to be me. Wow. Like, could you a year ago imagine yourself saying that? No. And I still don't, I mean, like that reaction. I've never heard someone say that in that way. Beg the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit to work it. through me. Well, so at Quorum Deo, last Quorum Deo, Shay, she's always like, oh, like, come Holy Spirit. Like, come Holy Spirit. Like, so calmly. And I went to her and I was like, how are you saying that so calmly? Yeah. I was like, I feel like I'm just like begging the Holy Spirit. Come to- Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm like, how do you not just like. Yell that prayer. Right. Yeah. Oh. And of course, Shay gave me so much advice because she's so prayerful and wonderful. Mm. But Yeah. I don't know. And even just like me saying that it didn't, I, I'm, I don't I'm know. curious. What did Shay tell you? She told me to sit in silence with the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> which is really hard for me because <laughs> I also think silence. a lot like Anna, but. Oh, what? <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. It is weird to hear me like, cause I, I, when I think of the Holy Spirit working through someone, I think of Robbie Ocampo. It, I think it's so clear when he speaks and it's hard, like the way you just reacted to what I just said, like I knew that wasn't me saying it. And like, that was so weird that like I said something just, to, this what, is like inception. My, like this is like, <laughs> is it weird? Yeah. So for the, I mean, this is a podcast. What I did when Katie said what she had said, I literally like put like my hands in the air and like went back in my chair. Like, Oh my goodness. Like praise God. Like that was my bodily reaction to what right. she said. And to me, that's like, like that's how someone would react to what something that's something Robbie would say. 
Is that what you mean? Right. And that's how I know that it's not of you, that it's the Holy Spirit and that it's God working through us in the podcast and through our conversations, because how could any of us just like, yo, being okay, like I- earthly, like humans, like say anything that powerful this season, you guys, our guests are speaking straight fire, the Holy Spirit, dude. <laughs> so a fun, <laughs> fact, <laughs> a fun fact about today so something that i do with my seventh and eighth graders we pray the rosary every day mm. um mostly because i wasn't exposed to that for a very long time so i really enjoy praying it with them and i always have a wicker basket full of rosaries um so it's something kind of quirky and fun <laughs> I'm a quirky there's the and rosary fun lady someone's like why do you always have a wicker basket i'm like because you always forget your rosary at home <laughs> that's exactly why so today we prayed a little bit of a different version of the rosary in seventh grade um where it was kind of more asking the holy spirit to speak to us through the mysteries mm. and they know the mysteries by now because we pray the same ones and then we have the class on the same days every week and like why are we praying such a different one today and i think it really it was powerful because mm. here i am and the Holy Spirit's working through me. When I was praying the rosary, I was anxious to the point where they noticed. And I don't know, it just speaks to the power of prayer, I think. To calm your anxiety. Yeah. It's just weird how like in the moment, I was like so anxious. But like here, it's like, I don't know, flowing more freely. Because that's the spirit. Yeah. It's weird um, how things work. Katie, do you have a favorite saint? I do have a favorite saint. I know who that is. Yes, it's Saint Dimphna. Saint Dimphna. Yes. Would you care to share why she's your favorite? She is my favorite saint because she is the patron saint of mental illness. And when I was in eighth grade, um, I had my first panic attack. And so I've really struggled with panic attacks and anxiety pretty much ever since then. Um, And again, DYR this past summer, we were asked to uh, pick a saint and say why we liked them. And so I Googled patron saint of mental illness and St. Dempna came up and I read her story and read her prayer. And that was it. I started praying to St. Dempna when I felt too nervous to drive, when I felt too nervous to leave the house, or I felt really nervous going into like a confirmation night. And yeah, from there, it, it it having that in my back pocket, and I always had a medal with me for a while when I was really struggling, really also changed my anxiety as well as changing my, my life situation. It was also just adding more prayer to my life, and that was also inspired at DYR. So what, what prayer from St. Dymphna was, like, the one that reached your heart? If you, if you don't mind praying it reading it i don't mind i'll read it all right so it is good saint dimpna great wonder worker in every affliction of mind and body i humbly implore your powerful intercession with jesus through mary the health of the sick in my present need saint dimpna martyr of purity patron patroness of those who suffer with nervous and mental afflictions beloved child of jesus and mary pray to them for me and obtain my request. Saint Dymphna, Virgin and Martyr, pray for us. What can the church further do or um, you know, to to open up conversations in regards to to mental health and mm-hmm. um, to mental illness? Because I feel like it's a it's something rising, especially being youth ministers. Mm-hmm. Um, we see it a lot in our youth. Yeah. Um, not that we can diagnose anything, but just right. from what they share. 
Um, and so it's, I mean, at least in, I know it can be a cultural thing. I know in, in, in Asian cultures or maybe even in Mexican, in Mexican culture, it's, well. mm-hmm. it's you kind don't of a talk taboo. About it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything do you think, in your opinion, right. that the church can do to further open up, open right. conversations about, about this? I think it's something that not just the church, but everyone can work on, especially those who work with the youth is being vulnerable yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it really, it, the biggest difference I've seen is uh, allowing myself to be vulnerable with the youth, with the teens. And that's when I see them becoming more comfortable with sharing um, what they're struggling with. I think it's just a matter of, I don't know, talking about it, which sounds really easy or but stupid, it's, but it's not. No, no I think there's there's power in that vulnerability. I mean, the times where I've seen my teens really respond, like sometimes when I give a talk, I, I, always, I always overthink it before and yeah. I think, they don't want to they don't want to hear my story they don't want to hear what i say like and i get this i it's such a false false image but i get this idea in my head that they somehow like want me to be strong or have Mm -hmm. it together they don't want that Mm -hmm. they want the authentic real me even if the authentic real me is a little broken yeah yeah a a lot broken well we've had this conversation i think at ms dyr about how amen my automatic response at DYR when I was getting emotional and then same at MS DYR is to go help a teen mm. instead of deal with what's happening Oof. or to show that more vulnerable side in a situation like that. Um, but then I kind of learned, I gave one of my first talks at a retreat recently um, and I kind of realized like in order to expect them to be vulnerable, I need to be vulnerable. Mm. Absolutely. It can't just be a one way relationship in that sense um, it, it, it gives them permission to also share their brokenness and to exactly. share where their hearts are really at definitely mm-hmm. yeah no i think it's something the entire conversation regarding mental health i think we we have come a long way and i think i commend the youth ministers in this diocese i do think they are doing wonderful jobs mm-hmm. about opening that conversation and being there for teens mm-hmm. i think if anything it's something that we need to extend beyond just the younger generation because i Mm -hmm. do think our young people are really really great about talking about mental health i think they are far more comfortable with it than some adults are definitely Um, definitely so and i think we can be encouraged encouraged by our young people Mm -hmm. to i don't know even the small like as i don't want it to sound cliche um or diminish what i'm saying but like even the simple checking up on your friends mm-hmm. makes like, a huge difference. It makes a huge it's that, difference. The how's your heart text. Mm. Yeah. How's your heart? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it, it means the world. It really does. Yeah. And I think something that everyone should do is so often we just ask people how they're doing and we just say good or fine. Good. How are you? Yeah. Like something I've tried to be intentional about with teens. Um, and even over to Monta Vista, like mm. where I'm just coaching them on dance team is like asking them how they really are because teens specifically have a lot going on Yeah, and we just see them once a week. Mm. And if no one else is checking in with them, you don't want that to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So mm. most definitely. Yeah. Um, so our beloved segment 200 deep questions is back 
So with that, Katie, you know the drill. Numbers 1 and 200, between numbers 1 and 200, pick a number. 111. 111. Ooh, okay, let's see, let's see. I think I'll have Kevin read it. So question 111 is, what is the darkest thought you've ever had? Oh, boy. What about the <laughs> darkest thing you've never told anybody? I think one of the darkest thoughts I've had, um, not even a thought, maybe a feeling. I don't know. It's just that intense unworthiness. Um, like intense, just like, mm. why am I, like, what is even my purpose? Yeah. Um, what did that stem from? I really think it stemmed from a lack of Christ in my life. Cause again, I was focusing on what could I offer? And even still, I don't think I can offer very much, but it was at a time where I was like, wow, I literally have nothing to offer. Like, yeah. Wow. So in, in, in realizing, because in, in, in intense unworthiness, and I think that's something I've shared a little bit about, but I've mm-hmm. really struggled with mm-hmm. is not feeling like I'm good enough, not feeling like yeah. I'm, I'm enough for the people in my life or the people I care about for my students. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that a little bit last season. Um, but that the unworthiness, it's not of God. And I think right. our good friend Shay told me once is recognizing when things aren't of God mm-hmm. and like condemning them in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think, yes, that's a, that's a really dark thought that I think we've both we've both had. Right. But it's amazing that you recognize that that feeling of unworthiness is expelled when you realize that Christ works through you. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a similar thing that I expressed to you on the phone kind of with this podcast was I literally called Anna and I was like, why me? <laughs> like, not in like a why me? Like, why not me? But like, <laughs> but like, how did you come to this conclusion? Kind of like, like... What led you? Why? Led you guys to Just like genuinely, yeah. like why? Yeah. Um. Again, feeling not good enough, unworthy, mm. and then through talking with you, I kind of it was like, I trust your guys' discernment, and why would you ask me for like no reason? Mm. You know, if God wasn't going to work through me in some way, yeah. but it's and again that not good enough thing. I feel like is constantly going. Yeah, and and I will say her exact words were. Who am I to say no to the Holy Spirit? Oh. Amen. And I, I thank you. I thank you for for your yes to to being on this podcast. And I will. This is out of your comfort zone, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. If it was just me doing this, I would have said no. Like if I was making the choice without thinking about it, or if having Katie, prayed about it. If yeah. Katie was making the decision, absolutely not. Wow, that's special. Um. I, I think I speak for both Kevin and I. We're, we feel ridiculously blessed to have you on this oh, podcast. Definitely. Most definitely. Friends, I feel blessed that you guys asked me. I can't believe it. I really can't. So thank you so much, Katie, for, for being a guest on season two of this podcast. Um, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We loved having you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story, really diving thank deep into you. your conversion. It's very inspiring. And it's thank super you. rad because like, even though like we're friends with you, I don't know if I've ever heard your faith journey like this. Me neither. Oh, like this is really special. And I, I don't know. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to know you and to oh, do ministry you. with you. Oh my goodness. Same goes for you guys. I'm so blessed to know you and to learn from you and to work alongside you. It's been awesome. 
Dude, I oh moments like this remind me of just how much I love this community. Definitely. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, so with that, is there any Instagrams that you want to plug? Either your ministry one, your personal one. How can people connect with you? Your dance team. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you want to connect with me or with St. Mary's in general, you can follow us on Instagram at element4.12. Okay, okay. That is our Instagram. Element4.12. Element4.12. Is that your high school and middle school Instagram? Yes. Dope. Yes, that's our high school and middle school. I do post some school things on there as well. Red. Yes. And for the record, this is going to my school kids. I didn't drop anything and I didn't talk too fast. Thank you for your support. (laughs) You can take that off. Take that, guys. (laughs) Take that. I didn't drop anything. Um, Yes, if you want to connect with us, you can find me at element4.12 on Instagram. And sometimes I'm featured in some of Anna's TikToks if I'm lucky. So, yeah. You can see me there too. And then do you have a personal one as well? I do. It is Katie underscore A underscore Sullivan. A. <laughs> so Kev, would you like to read this week's testimony? I'd love to. So this week's testimony says, hello, Kevin and Anna. Thank you for sharing my story on your podcast. What an honor. It has been great listening to you both every Sunday as I am studying abroad. I enjoy sitting back and reflecting on how faith moves in our lives, on my bus trips or plane flights, when traveling to various countries. I find myself smiling or laughing listening to you, both which causes strangers sitting around me to wonder what what I am up to. I love thinking back to my youth ministry days on retreats while others share their stories. In this moment, I would like to share what has been going on in my faith life over the past two years. I leave my testimony to work in ways only God knows how. Growing up at St. Francis of Assisi Church and being involved in youth ministry for many years, I was very devoted to my faith. When Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner came around and the family asked the typical, are you in a relationship question, I'd always answer, yes, it's with Jesus. Transitioning from high school and always going to Mass with Mom, I knew as an adult I wanted to continue in my faith. In freshman year of college, I attended Mass regularly and became involved in my university's campus ministry. When sophomore year came around, however, I noticed I stopped attending Mass and began distancing myself from God. My friends at my university noticed. Some asked questions, while others stayed quiet. On the rare occasions when I would force myself to attend Mass, an uncomfortable feeling developed in my stomach, which convinced me that maybe I didn't belong. Maybe this whole faith thing wasn't for me. I found myself getting caught up in other things that distracted me from God. It wasn't until the summer of my sophomore year, when I came home and reconnected with my church friends, that I began to think about my faith again. I pondered the idea of faith and what it means to me in my own life. Beginning this study abroad experience, I would spend time thinking about the pivotal moment where I lost connection with God. Till this day, I can't recall the exact reason, but I knew I wanted to rekindle my faith again. Being around other study abroad students who don't have a faith to connect with, I knew this journey would be one I would have to do on my own. I was patient with myself, but sometimes wanted the feeling of God to happen already. I struggled with basing my faith on a feeling rather than believing. Since I didn't feel the Holy Spirit, I stopped following. Yet, I've come to learn that faith is about believing in the promise God has made for us, the promise that we will have eternal life. Thank you for creating this podcast to make me not feel alone when trying to piece back together my faith life. 
It is comforting to know that even though I can be so far away from my home parish, I still have a support system to lean back on. Every day, I take a closer step in reconnecting with my faith and trust what the Lord has in store for me. God bless the both of you and to all those listening. And so, I leave you with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen, amen. Um, thank you for your testimony. Thank you for your vulnerability and sharing where you are at in your faith journey. Um, and I encourage any of you guys, if you'd like to share your testimony uh, with our audience, uh, we love sharing your stories. Yes. Um, so you can follow the link in our bio, in our Instagram, to submit your testimony. Thank you so much for sending that in and, and just know that we'll continue pr to pray for you. Our listeners will continue to pray for you Amen. Um, as you go along this faith journey. It's it's not an easy journey at times, but it sure as will be worth it in the end. Yeah. And, and just keep trusting in God and keep just be open to the Holy Spirit's promptings. And what I love so much about our faith and what that testimony reminded me of is that we can always come home no matter how far we stray from Christ. That he's always pursuing us. He's always pursuing us. And that is such a blessing because like lost sheep, we, we stray. And sometimes we stray very far. Um, but God will leave that 99 to find to you. To find the one. To find that Amen. one. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at MDD Pod. Happy Sunday. And get your booty to, to church. Bye. Bye. But really, we're still here. We're still here, guys. How are you doing? Good. good? Yeah, good. good. Okay, cool. See you, go in, home. see you in the Eucharist, friends. Okay, bye.